This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Hi, big, big day here on The Callahan Show. Big day, January 6th, 2022. A big anniversary. We mentioned it yesterday, but I'm going to mention it again. Two years since we started this show. Two years today, January 6th, 2022 and 2020. Sound like Biden now getting my years screwed up. Um, you know what the most amazing thing is in two years, we've gone through a lot. We've had this little pandemic. We started off, you know, in a big, in the, in the, uh, legacy club. And then we went remote and then we've gone, you know, through two producers and been through a lot, a lot of guys coming and going and nobody's ever like missed a day. We have not had a sick day through the pandemic. We've not had a day. That's interesting. Where someone couldn't do this. And, uh, today, same deal. We're here today here to commemorate the big lie. Actually, there's lots of big lies today. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, we only have an hour, but uh, we'll try to squeeze in as many as possible. Today, what you're going to hear, uh, above all else, is the Democrats, the media, again, I repeat, Democrat media uh, uh, access, they're going to uh, denounce the insurrection, the un- the armed insurrection without any arms, where they almost overthrew democracy. They're going to mourn the Five police officers who died that day, including Brian Sicknick, who got beaten with a uh, with a fire extinguisher. They're gonna they're gonna talk about how we we nearly lost our democracy because they were going to uh, murder Congress people, behead Mike Pence, and overthrow the election and install the QAnon shaman as God King of these United States. But when they do that, they're gonna spend what they they're, they're gonna spend much of the day denouncing what they call the big lie. Now, how the hell can you denounce a big lie when all you do is lie? <laughs> as as the great Julie Kelly, and if you don't follow her, read her, you're, you're missing out because she covers this thing better than anyone on Twitter, on the uh, website, The American Greatness. And she points out, if it was so bad, why do they keep lying? Why can't they just tell the truth about it? If it was so bad, if we almost lost our democracy, almost. why do they have to keep making stuff up? I, I still crack up every time I hear that, Jerry. Like, this is a game of capture the flag or something. Like, you can just go into the Capitol, occupy Nancy Pelosi's office, and then you're in charge. Like, this you know, is what they I, want us to believe happened? I, I have a question for you. What do you think we'll be saying about January 6th? Because God knows the media is going to saturate us with uh, coverage every year on January 6th this year uh, more than ever, because it's, uh, I guess last year uh, it it was a big day for them. It's always going to be a big celebration for them. It was a great day for Trump haters. It was a great day for Nancy Pelosi. See, here's what I think is going to happen in a year. It'll it'll be, the story will be a little different in two years. Even, even more things will be different. Five years from now, I think there's a real good chance that we're going to be talking about this in a whole different light. And I'll tell you why. I don't want to sound like, you know, Alex Jones here. But there is a question that never gets answered. There's a question that never gets addressed, certainly not by the select committee, uh, House committee overseeing this. And, you know, with uh, with Liz Cheney and, and the other uh, you know, uh, Democrats. But... Why didn't Nancy Pelosi allow the National Guard in? Why didn't she call for help? Why did they open the doors and let people in? I mean, those are simple questions. 
And every time I ask them, I get barrage of people saying, you know, you're a conspiracy nut and you, you know, do you believe the election was stolen? That's, that's not the question. The question is, did Nancy Pelosi use this opportunity? What's what were all these Trump supporters, uh, useful idiots. Did she use them because God knows this worked out well for them. The goal was to discredit and destroy Donald Trump. That's the goal of the select committee to stop Trump from running again. Liz Cheney said as much, but think about this. Think about this. If you knew there was a possibility that all these people were coming to the Capitol and you knew you were going to use it, you got great optics, great visual. Look at these people. They're angry. You know, they're, they're, they're screaming. They're, 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 there's a potential for violence. Why did they open the doors and let them in? Why, I mean, wouldn't you do the opposite? Wouldn't you lock down the place? If, if indeed they thought that their lives were in danger, and let, don't forget, uh, AOC said she thought she was going to get murdered and raped. I'm not sure what order that was going to be in, but she thought she was going to get murdered and raped. She wasn't in the building when it happened, but they were going to, you she know. Was in, she was in a building, so kind of close. There was a roof. Right? I know she that was in the is, same city. This is what I know. If any security guard in the private sector who let a possible assailant into the building, the company that they were working for, they would get fired unless they were told to do it. So if, so did this, were the security guards, I think this is a good question. Were they, were they told, I'll just let them in. Who, hey, well, who would do that video, on their own? There's vid video of them letting I've them seen, in. I've seen, in fairness, I have seen videos of them like overpowering. Correct. In there's some, in some locations, officers. yes, absolutely. But in yeah. some, they just said, be peaceful. Right. And there's some video of them breaking windows and climbing in. And, and God knows there was a riot that day. There was crime that day. These people deserved to be arrested, prosecuted. Of course, they don't belong in solitary confinement pre Pre-trial, solitary confinement, it's insane what they're doing. They know they're being overpunished. They know they're being made examples of, but they control, you know, Biden controls the DOJ. They control the media. There's just these few lone voices, the revolver news and American greatness and sometimes Fox News who cover it. But, I mean, we'll get to a comparison of January 6th versus the summer of 2020 when they're were over 150 riots, violent riots, and over $2 billion in damage. And I don't remember too many members of the media sending thoughts and prayers to the victims of the BLM riots. But God knows today, all these godless heathens in the media are praying you know, for their fellow media members who were traumatized. I don't know if you've seen it, but there is nothing, nothing more hilarious than the media making this about them uh, Brian Stutler had a couple of uh, media hacks on the other day and it went kind, of, went kind of viral. They were talking to one guy says he has PTSD, the Rolling Stone guys. Nice. His name's uh, Hunter Walker. He has PTSD because he watched uh, a riot at the Capitol, a riot that was less violent than the he wasn't before. in the building. He uh, just watched I, it on TV. I, I think he, I don't know if it was in or outside the building, but he was there and he was on the phone with his, his uh, editor. He said, and he was watching all this unfold. And then there's, you know, the Capitol Hill police who, uh, some of whom are still on disability, who are all don't, don't work except if you count appearing on CNN as work because they appear on oh. CNN to cry every other day. In fact, one of them, the neck tat guy, oh, I hate that guy. go work for CNN. <laughs> but tell me this, do you think in five years we're going to be looking back and say, man, 
What a setup by Nancy Pelosi. What a setup by the Democrats and the media. We're that, doing I mean, that now. There's, there's no doubt that the, uh, uh, there's no doubt these people were fools. They were idiots. They were violent. They were rioters. They were criminals. But they, 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 they used this opportunity. And think of it. Think of what it became. It became, as they say over and over again, a threat to our democracy, as they keep repeating. No one quite explains that to me. Have you guys quite heard exactly how the, the greatest, the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War, Biden says. Right. That's I right. Mean, <laughs> really? Because we someone right. walked into the Capitol building? I don't think people in the Midwest knew that this was going on. I don't think people in, the, in like California were afraid for their democracy. Uh, in Maine, were afraid for their democracy when someone walked into the Capitol well, building on January 6th. So, so what if they actually got to, you know, someone did indeed, you know, what would they do? rough up Mike Pence? Right. Right. How does right. that so mean? Fairness, I mean, how, like, would they, how would they overthrow the government? They weren't I, even I, I, In fairness, I think that their intent, and this is, I'll just argue the contrarian point of view here, right? Their intent, those people that went in there were so stupid that they actually thought that they were overturning democracy. They really thought that they, they, they they like, we're, go down. we're actually going to stop this. There were people who actually thought we can stop this from happening. And by participating in that, that was their motive. But of course, grownups know that that was never in danger of well, actually but happening. But mentally so insane people think that they're the second coming of Christ too. That right. doesn't mean that they're that's all, any that's all real saying. These people are stupid. Like who cares what their intent is? They're well, stupid. And, it was never actually going to happen. And think of how stupid they were in the end. They were there to help Trump. They were there because they love, they're devoted yeah. to Trump. And Nothing in the four years of you know the Trump administration did more damage to Donald Trump. None of the tweets, none of the dumb things he said, none, no policy, nothing ever blew up on Donald Trump like this day. So the people mm -hmm. most devoted to him did the most damage, which is why you have to give your tip your cap to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, it's evil, but it worked. She wants to stop Trump, stop Trumpism in its tracks. And in many ways, they did. I mean, they did. They're they're now they've impeached him for it. They impeached him. A guy who said go to the Capitol and peacefully protest was impeached because a bunch of knuckleheads climbed through the windows and and stole a podium, put their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. But I I honestly believe, and I know it's uh you know deflecting blame. I honestly believe that the people who did this had spent two years watching people commit violence, commit political violence, you know, and not get punished. You know, burn buildings, burn police stations, throw bricks, set fires, break windows. And there was this mentality like, oh, it's our turn now. We get to break stuff. They had no idea they were going to prison. They had no idea they were going to be in solitary confinement. They, no. they, they, they were going to lose their jobs, their businesses. They were going to lose everything. They had no idea just how ruthless the new attorney general, Merrick Garland, is, who was, and, and play along with my conspiracy theory. This happened on January 6th. You know when Garland was nominated? January 7th. Does anybody in the Democratic Party, is there anybody as soulless and, and, and vindictive as Merrick Garland? Oh, yeah, there's plenty. He's no, no, no. Like, if, if it wasn't Merrick Garland, it, it didn't matter who they appointed to be attorney general. They would all do what Merrick Garland's doing right well, now. Well, you're not going to find a more political uh, attorney general or a more motivated one. These, in his mind, are the ones who kept him. Uh, have, you, have you ever heard of a man named Eric Holder? Yes, yes. I, I don't think uh, Eric Holder is even in this guy's class. I mean, think of it. He knows a guy like uh, Jacob Chansley 
committed no violence. He broke nothing. He hurt nobody. He punched nobody, kicked nobody. He's he's doing four years. He's been in sol he was in solitary confinement like nine months. He's gonna be a broken man. He's probably already a broken man. He destroyed <laughs> this man because he painted his face and wore Viking horns and trespassed for that. He howled too, yeah, Jerry. He four howled. years. He howled at the moon. That guy's doing four years. There's there's hardly any BLM people. I mean, the guy who burned the Minneapolis police station to the ground with people in it, one of the, the guys, it got four years, got the same. I believe he got less. I get like uh, 36 months and then time served. He got less time for burning a police station to the ground with cops in it and then throwing things at the cops when they ran for their lives. Those people are doing less time than the QAnon shaman. So anybody who's paying attention and you got to, you know, pick your spots because the media is so corrupt and, and just so in the tank that they're using this to do two things to obviously to help their side, help Biden, help Pelosi, but also to make it about them. Nothing is more sickening, nothing than them saying the media people saying their heart breaks and the thoughts and prayers to the victims that day, the victims. And, and I don't know if you can play this, uh, this woman, but, Somebody went back and brilliantly reminded us of the victims of the BLM riots. These are people that owned little stores, that lived in these neighborhoods, that had their lives turned upside down, had their businesses burned. Do you remember uh, Casey Hunt from NBC or Brian Stetler from CNN saying, you know, my heart breaks, thoughts and prayers. You know, you're in my thoughts today for those people whose lives were ruined. But someone like, like a Capitol Hill cop whose job it is to fight crime, whose job it is to, to deal with bad people who get paid a lot of money to get to deal with bad people. Those are the ones for whom we're supposed to uh, pray and, and for whom we're supposed to, uh, our hearts are supposed to break. These people are sick and twisted and you're going to see them at their worst today. But uh, we'll get to, there's a lot, there's a lot here. Ted Cruz, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, Turtle Boy, but Ted Cruz, he went to the dark side yesterday and a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be disappointed in old Ted. Um, Ayanna Presley keeps telling the same lie and believe it or not, the Boston Globe is buying it. No. <laughs> uh, we'll give you some of the, uh, the details about today's festivities uh, for the Democrats. And uh, Aaron Rodgers responded to hub Hub Arkish, the guy who said he wouldn't vote for him because he's such a bad guy. And I loved uh, Roger's response. Uh, um, Antonio Brown fired back, not just at the Tampa Bay Bucks, but at Alex Guerrero. And he tagged Tom Brady on it. That is very interesting. We'll give you the details. And the anti-vaxxers, you, you, you anti-vaxxers have a new hero and a good one, by the way, a good one who was... Uh, Summarily kicked out of Australia yesterday after being detained for uh, eight hours. We give you the details on that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show. Brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they get help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. Uh, we should do the, uh, the, uh, the, the, by the way, the FBI says they're still looking for 350 people 
from January 6th to arrest. They've arrested 720. <laughs> and, they, and they say they want another 350. There's never been a manhunt, including, you know, after 9-11, after the marathon bombings, after the Lincoln was assassinated. There's never been a manhunt this size because every grandma who took a selfie on the Capitol Hill steps has to do time in solitary confinement. They have to ruin everyone's life. It is a incredibly vindictive political uh, uh, operation, and I just wonder what it's going to look like, um, you know, a few days, a few few years from now. I just think it's going to look a lot different. Uh, I give the New York Times credit for one thing: they rarely tell the truth, but they did the other day when the headline said, uh, "Every day is January 6th. <laughs> That's telling the truth if you're a Democrat. Every day you're going to talk about January 6th. They're going to drag out the select committee investigation as close to November as they can. This is the new boogeyman. This is the new Trump, the new Russia collusion. This is what they're going to use all the way up in the midterms trying to, to defeat any Republican who will not denounce the insurrection. Any Republican who you know dares to uh, mourn the loss of Ashley Babbitt, which is... A whole other thing, when we look back in five years at a cop with a lot of disciplinary issues in his past, shooting an unarmed protester, a five foot two inch woman, shooting her in the throat and killing her because she tried to climb through a window. And by the way, if you look at the video again, there's cops behind her, armed cops right behind her. This was the most dangerous thing. There's no way he was following procedure. Obviously. His side's in charge, so they didn't make any charge. He didn't even get fired. What he did, compared to what Kim Potter did, Kim Potter is probably going to do 20 years, what he did is intentionally shoot an unarmed protester. Isn't it good to know that <laughs> cops can do that now in this country? They can just shoot unarmed protesters. and uh, She didn't even make it through. No. She didn't make it through the window. She didn't even get to she the other stuck. side. She was stuck in the window, which makes sense. It's not easy to climb through. A, like there was a two cops pool. standing on, on the same side as her. There was a few, them, like, a few of them. A few of them. A few armed <laughs> cops. How do you think they feel? This lunatic is pulling out his gun and shooting, and they're right within range. <laughs> if you look at the video, but Ashley Babbitt doesn't matter. If you listen to you know the people, you know Keith Olbermann, and they, she's just a terrorist who deserved to die. But you know what sucks about Trump, though, Jerry, is that like he puts us constantly in these positions where we have to defend people like Ashley Babbitt, right? Like uh, Ashley Babbitt should not have been shot. No. She should also not have been climbing through windows. Right. Donald Trump constantly puts us in the position where we have to defend these marginal things where it's like, we, you know, like why does he always put this is why I don't want Trump back. He always puts us in this position. Well, I think uh, it's a good point. Um, Trump is obviously partially responsible for this. He didn't. I think he enjoyed it when it started. He was watching it. I mean, obviously, we're still speaking when it started, but you know, he watched it and said, yeah, when they were outside and it was getting a little rowdy, he didn't expect it to get to this point to get so carried away. He, you know, they're lying about that too, by the way. He was tweeting at like 2.30, 3 o'clock, 3.15, and then he went, spoke at 4.30. Uh, that day, he was telling them, go home, don't do this. He did tell them, but he did also, you know, inspire them. And I'm sure for a while he thought, good, let's let's shake these people up. Um, but I do think eh, you can look at the bright side, Turtle Boy. You don't want him <clears throat> in um, three years. This this hurts his chances. I mean, this hurt his chances big time, especially 
you know, I don't, I don't think it hurt his chances to win the Republican primary. I do. Not one I, do. I do. I think, oh, think so. I think just because it's think of what we always say, you get DeSantis, you have the policies without the baggage, right? That's what you yeah, get. We agree on you and I agree on that, but does the base, is there more baggage than January 6th? Not that it's, you know, I know it's exaggerated. I know it's lied about by the media, but you'd be better off without it. If for, you're Donald Trump, you don't, it doesn't help. For good or for bad, the, the media and, and the leftists have done a great job with two memes. And that is, um, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and January 6th was an, was an insurrection. Those things, whether they're, they're in your subconscious they're that's, that's how they talk about it all the time. I think it does hurt his chances. I don't think he would win the base if he came back. I mean, I think he's, I mean, every, but you see every time that Jerry or I tweet something negative about Trump, our own followers who are mostly conservative. I mean, we're never more unpopular than well, that. Well, you have some insane people who follow you. I've seen I've seen some of the people comment on uh, on on Jerry Callahan right. Twitter and uh, insane on both sides. Yeah. I don't yeah, think that's, I don't think that's most of them though. I think that's a small minority of people. I, I mean, Trump is still winning in polls. Like nah. he, yeah, he's, he, he's, Trump, he's winning. Trump runs for the nomination. He's gonna win it. Most likely, but I, I will say it again. I, I, I you know, I'll keep it simple. I don't want another seventy-eight year old president. I just don't want another eighty. 81, 82 year old president who is prone to gaffes. I mean, you get the policies without the baggage with Ron DeSantis. And if Trump could just get behind him, support him, he could have any role he wanted. He could be ambassador to something, or he could be a special uh, emissary advisor. I don't know what he could be somehow involved, but he can't be president because we have to move on. We have to just go younger and, and more. We need someone more lucid. I mean, I don't think Trump's got dementia like Biden, but he might when he's 80. I mean, he's, it happens. It happens to, to lots of people. Do you really want to live through that again? A guy who can't make it, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Biden giving a speech right now. He looks terrible. He sounds terrible. He reads the teleprompter. He stumbles and bumbles. It is frightening to think that man is the leader of the free world. We don't need that again. Andy we just the, don't need that again. Andy from the chat says, Vice President Trump. Now, why I think that's an interesting idea. Trump would never allow that to happen, ever allow never. that to happen. He, he's never been a second fiddle to anybody never. in his life, and he's not going to stop It's going to be vice, vice President Mark Meadows. The other question, though, that, is the other question, though, is who, who are the Democrats more afraid of? Because they'll help get the Republican nominee that they want to face. Well, DeSantis, so, of it's a good so question. You think, so, you, so you think they're more... I wonder if they're more afraid of DeSantis than they no, are of they're, Trump. They're more of course afraid they are. They want Trump. They want Trump. Do that? The yes. Lincoln Project. You know how much money the Lincoln Project would make if Donald Trump got the nomination again? Of course they want Trump. They yeah. want him more than there's we no, do. There's no question that they. Uh, there's much more uh, baggage with Trump, much more ammo with DeSantis. That's why they're trying to destroy him now, because they don't know what, what they would do. I mean, he's think of the pictures. Have you seen the photos of him in his military uniform, his dress you know, Navy uniform or him with his beautiful family, little kids, beautiful wife, he all these things, you know, I mean, Trump, Trump's, you know, on his third wife and he didn't serve and he's got all kinds of baggage. And most people who don't like Trump don't, it has nothing to do with his policies. You know, it's just his personality. It's what he says, not what he does. You remove that completely when you have DeSantis up on stage. And can you imagine a DeSantis Kamala Harris debate? <laughs> or a or a DeSantis Pete Buttigieg debate, I would like, oh. and this is not, I'd like him to break all the rules and and pick a running mate from Florida, Byron Donalds. That's who I want. Byron Donalds is running mate. He's good. And I know 
it's it's not normal. Oh, to, you want Trump to pick Bry- Byron Donalds? No, I want DeSantis. Oh, DeSantis, the two Florida guys. They're all Florida it. guys, so but that's okay. Florida is leading the nation, so I, I don't think he has to pick a guy from a certain state to win those delegates. I think pick a guy from Florida. We're, He's we're a long way away from VP. I know. Why are we doing this? I want to get back to I want to get back away. to the solemn occasion of uh, January sixth when we yes. can talk about sedition, treason, and insurrection. Now, you guys probably know this, but quick quiz. Of the 720 people who have been arrested for what they did on January 6th, how many were charged with sedition, treason, or insurrection? I don't know, but I'm going to guess zero by your question. That would be zero. That would be zero. So each day, and it, it's kind of comical. I watched CNN this morning for just a laugh, talking about insurrection. They have to, It's like a rule. You have to say insurrection in every sentence. It's mean. It's, it's a memo they got from their leader, Nancy Pelosi, and they do it. Everyone on this station, everyone on that network, insurrection, insurrection. Although there's no charge of anyone insurrectioning or seditioning. They just, it's just not there. And that's from a really vindictive prosecutor, uh, an attorney general who's overcharged everybody, but they can't come up with sedition charges for anybody. How many cops died that day? Zero. Uh, zero. Zero. And it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, I was watching, I just was, uh, there's a, I think Newsbusters, there's a compilation of reports and tweets from yesterday talking about cops who were killed that day. Yesterday. So they just keep saying it. The media just keeps carrying their water. It's, it was the most heartbreaking thing that happened that, that last January is that Brian Sicknick, as they found out, Brian Sicknick wasn't bashed in the head with a fire extinguisher because they loved that narrative. They loved the fact that Trumpkins, Trump-inspired lunatics were, were beating cops to death. It didn't happen. One person died, One person was killed that day, uh, and that was Ashley Babbitt. And as you know, all good Democrats, all good compassionate, caring Democrats say she got what's coming to her. Yep. You know, that on our, she deserved what's coming to her. I mean, that doesn't apply to Dante Wright or, or George Floyd or anyone else mm. who resisted arrest or or at, presented a problem for the cops, but it does apply to Ashley Babbitt. Her, the guy who shot her, Michael Byrd, off scot-free hell. He, he won awards. <laughs> the world was turned upside down on this day. And there's the and do they know, like, how do, how do you know Ashley Babbitt also wasn't, like, mentally ill? I would argue that a lot of people that went into that thing, the well, Capitol building, were not in the right state of mind, like, obviously, the QAnon shaman. If, if police started shooting mentally ill people, isn't the whole thing like shouldn't they have had social workers shouldn't the capitol police have more social workers than armed police officers isn't that what they believe well uh consider this we the QAnon shaman's lawyer said he is mentally ill his mother i mean he's got issues he looks it i mean so you take that guy who was literally wandering the hallways hurting nobody just as carano said howling and 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 walking around we've seen the video of him saying hey man what's happening you know he's probably stoned that guy's been in solitary for almost a year. The guy's going to do almost four years, for well, three and a half years. He's going to be destroyed, broken, for trespassing. And this, this is something Democrats, compassionate Democrats, applaud. You're right. A mentally ill man, unarmed, not violent, doing four years of hard time in the deplorable jail. It is incredible. Maybe, maybe people come around in a year, two years. I just think at some point, there's questions. And a couple more before we move on. One, Merrick Garland, by the way, did a moment of silence yesterday for the yeah. police officers killed as a result of January 6th. 
yesterday. The police officers, four of them, killed themselves. I'm sorry. It you can't tell me because a bunch of people jumped in the windows and 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 even if they assaulted them, these are cops. They're 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 prepared. They're trained for this. They're going to turn around and say because of this assault on democracy, I'm going to kill myself. That's you know what, Jerry? With, with Sicknick, too, whenever you get in an argument with these people, you say, well, he didn't die. He wasn't killed on that day. He died. And then they'll say, and I want to hear what your counter is to this. Well, he got it. He suffered a stroke that day, which would not have happened without the riot. Therefore, the riot was the cause of his death. Ultimately, well, that's what not what the, what the coroner said. So, I mean, it's a leap. Uh, they say they imply, I guess, that the reason these guys killed themselves, too, which is amazing. Four cops in the same department at the same time killed themselves. Mm -hmm. The reason they did that was the trauma of January 6th. I, I mean, I the thing, and, and I understand, these, these, the, it was their big day. These cops, the, the Fanon guy works for CNN. Oh, I mean, they're, they're going to milk it, and I understand. They get, they, they're talking about the winning awards, they're getting com commendations. The Democrats love them. But the, the thing that... The, the thing that's really repulsive is the people are making it about them. Again, the journalist, that Rolling Stone guy saying he has PTSD. Uh, Ayanna Presley, and I couldn't read the story because it was in the Globe, but Ayanna Presley, there was a story yesterday in the Globe about how the panic button in her office was destroyed, <laughs> meaning she couldn't call for help. And of course, the Globe, you know, obviously just, carries her water and tells her story with, without questioning just quick round the room. Does it, who believes that someone, some mysterious insurrectionist destroyed the panic button in Ayanna Presley's office. So she could, couldn't call for help. I mean, obviously that's silly and it's made up, but it doesn't matter. The globe writes it it's, and, and protects her and defends her and carries her water. AOC said she was going to be raped and murdered. She wasn't in the building. I mean, these are people who are despicable. They're using the, the death of Ashley Babbitt, you know, the, the trauma of these cops and people who are genuinely hurt. Roseanne Boylan, who died that day, they're using it and making it about them. It's yeah, almost making, like Kevin Cohen. They're making themselves victims in this story, and they're, they have, they're anything but victims in this story. And, and it doesn't even matter if... No, I don't think anybody, any of the people who walked in that building knew about the panic buttons. Why would they even know that in the first place? But regardless, it didn't affect her. She's fine. She didn't get hurt. They didn't, you know, no, I, I, AOC didn't even see any no. insurrectionist. They weren't in the building. They didn't come near her. She wasn't, I mean, there were clearly the lawmakers who were trapped in there and they had a couple guys with the guns out. I mean, you could say they were scared for their lives, but how could you be scared for your life when you weren't in the building? I mean, it, it is like Kevin Cohen. It's like a person saying, this is too good an opportunity to pass up. I got to place myself at the scene of the crime. And of course, the media allows it. Do you really think, does anyone really think somebody destroyed the panic button in Ayanna Presley, you know, make it to make it easier to go in there and kill her whole staff? Uh, it, 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 it's amazing. They tell these lies and they get protected because there's, I mean, especially in her case, she's so used to it. She's the one who said, in the days after the verdict of the Chauvin trial, cops in this country murdered 70 innocent people and nobody said a word. No one questioned her. No one asked for specifics. I mean, she's the one that fuels the fire, the, the, the hostility. She also called cops. Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Yeah, white supremacist. Uh, um, 
terrorist. She said a lot. She said a lot of supremacist terrorist. Never has to apologize for anything. Never has to worry about you know bad coverage, bad media, uh, bad press. People, people like this that are you know they're saying the things that AOC and uh, Ayanna Pressley saying they are a symptom of a of a country that is so comfortable that it has made people so soft that this this is actually this might have actually been the most traumatic thing that ever happened to him. That's how easy living in the United States of America is for these oppressed people uh, that, you know, like Ayanna Presley has had everything handed to her in life, like every opportunity right. ever. She's, she's, I mean, what struggles has she had? None. And so she's basically overcome nothing. So this probably was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to her, but that is a symptom of a country that is so comfortable that, I mean, we, I hate to say it, Jerry, we need a good war or something. We need something <laughs> like like to make us well, a tougher. I don't know. I, I you know, we might have a war. Uh, you know, we might go to war with China. It could be World War Three. But you really think it'll be more traumatic than January sixth? I mean, please, <laughs> it's worse than any, anything since the Civil War. Our president. I don't know if you have this one, Carano. Our president said it was. What did Biden say? It was worse than or as as bad as anything since the Civil War? Of yeah, course, I have it. I told you I have it. Okay, let's listen to Joe Biden. Put this in perspective. 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation, we all did, that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. <laughs> I mean, honest I to it. God. You know, you can you could say, you know, Pearl Harbor was against the military and it was, you know, thousands of miles away. The terrorists on 9-11 flew a plane into the Pentagon. They were going to throw it, flow another plane, fly another plane into the Capitol, if not for the heroes of United 93. And these people have the gall when they're victims, people dead, their families, their children still around from 9-11. And they say it was worse than 9-11. When nobody other than Ashley Babbitt was killed that day. It's just insulting. Yesterday we had, who else do we have? Uh, oh, 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 this is a good one. We had a couple more good ones we have to play. Matthew Dowd, that lunatic who's, uh, who was going to run for Attorney General of Texas but realized everybody hates him and, and ended his campaign. But was he, who was he on with Joy Reid? Joy Reid, yeah. Let's listen to Joy Reid and Matt Dowd. Again, oh, put, this, put this day, this traumatic day in perspective nothing after 9-11 and to me though there was less loss of life on january 6th january 6th was worse than 9-11 because it's continued to rip our country apart and give permission for people to pursue autocratic means and so i think we're at a much worse place than we've been and as i've said i think to you before i think we're in the most perilous point in time since 1861 in the end of the civil war <laughs> i do too i do too and it, it frightens me you know what scares me the most matthew is that i'm not sure that most democrats at least elected democrats in washington agree with us or is it <laughs> and she agrees people out of their minds first of all it's ridiculous to say it's worse than 9-11 he flat out says it too yeah. doesn't imply it yeah secondly you know, because it gave a license to people to continue the insurrection, it did just the opposite. Think of how hesitant you would be, Turtle Boy. Just say that you were thinking of going to a rally. There's a rally later this month in Washington against mandates. Don't you have a whole different attitude about rallies in D.C., knowing that just what the uh, what, what, what Merrick Garland and the DOJ and the FBI, what they're capable of? I mean, do you want to end up in that deplorable jail? 
And all you have to do is just be in attendance. There, there are people besides the people that weren't prosecuted. Let's remember the people that have lost their jobs right. because they were seen in pictures that were there. Remember the girl last year who ratted on her own mother from Charleston? Yeah, they, they, they glorified they glorified kids. I think it was MSNBC had a segment talking to a kid who ratted out her mother. Yep. Yep. And, no, and they thought was it was a wonderful thing. The mother was taking selfies or, you know, walking through the, you know, someone let her in. She walked through the Capitol. That is worse than 9-11. People said that on network television. It's so amazing. And they think it showed that, you know, the country's all ripped apart. I think it accomplished just what it, they wanted it to. Uh, it made it tougher to Trump to, to run. It made it much tougher or made people much more reluctant to support him. You know, you don't want I me. Mean, they, they were they were tracking these people by the MAGA hats, you know, and the flags they were waving, the Trump flags. You think people are going to do that, pull out their Trump flags and hit the streets in a couple of weeks when they have this mandate uh, protest? I'm telling you, I wouldn't be. I'd be nervous. How about using your cell phone? They can track you, find out where you were. Yep. Here's the real creepy part that I think is not going to end anytime soon, and it's not going to go well for for uh, Biden or Merrick Garland is we know the FBI was there. I mean, you know, you're not allowed to talk about it. When when Tucker Carlson talked about it, two guys quit Fox News. He, he was talking about huh. the FBI presence. And and Julie Kelly's great at this, covering it. They have pictures. They all have, uh, a lot of these guys have orange hats. None of them have been arrested. We all know about Ray Epps, the guy encouraging Ray everyone Epps. to go in the Capitol. He was literally saying, we're going in the Capitol. He has not been uh, arrested, charged, nothing. And uh, one news outlet, I think it was the Daily Mail, went to him and caught up to him, and he said, get away from me. He's out there. He's free. He clearly was inciting the crowd. So why isn't he arrested? Why are these orange hat guys with earpieces not arrested? There was lots of FBI presence. Why? Why were they there? Were they there to uh, stop stop the steal? I mean, uh, stop the, the siege? Because it doesn't look like it. it. They were there to encourage the siege. So if that unfolds in the next year or two, this is going to people are going to have a whole different look uh, opinion of this if they know where to find the the truth. You know which website or which channel to watch because much of the mainstream media is going to continue to be participants in the in you know the Democrat narrative, the Nancy Pelosi narrative. But and by the way, there are fourteen thousand hours of video. That the FBI will not allow us to see. That will be interesting if that ever comes out. But anyway, big day, big day in DC. Enjoy it, Ayana. Enjoy it, AOC. Enjoy it, uh, mainstream media. It's your big day. We're not going to take anything away from you. I'm sure you're going to parties later. They're big party, January six parties. I don't know what do you what do you wear? They're, vig they're called they're vigils, Jerry. Vigils. Oh, I'm sorry, vigils. <laughs> That's right, vigils. Candle by candlelight. Candlelight vigils for cops who killed themselves, you know, two weeks later. That's that's fine. That's, that's all well and good to remember them, but uh, there won't be a lot of candlelight vigils for uh, Ashley Babbitt. But I mean, lost. Uh, imagine those January six protesters. It happened the day after we lost the Senate, Jerry, when Trump told people not to show up and vote. I mean, if they just had that same enthusiasm for voting, we wouldn't be in a position right now where the Democrats run everything. It's true. We wouldn't wouldn't be there'd be a whole different if it was 5149, be a whole different outlook of things in Washington. But all right, hey, we wanted to play this uh Ann Wagner, the Missouri uh, what was she, a rep from Missouri? Yeah, Toronto. that's right. Yep. Let's listen to someone else put uh the day, the day that uh, a bunch of idiots 
trespassed and broke some windows at the Capitol. Put that in historical perspective. I'm pretty shook up. I got to tell you, Mark. I mean, this is uh, this is just horrific. You know, I was um, uh, in the Capitol um, at the Republican National Committee on 9/11, and and this this is a thousand times worse than even that was in terms of of um, my emotions and feelings. A thousand times worse. It's not even just a little <laughs> worse. It's a thousand attack times. That killed, attack that killed 3,000 people. Um, and again, no mention of all the BLM riots, which cost $2 billion in damages, cost 25 people their lives, ruined people, ruined lives. That was, not only was that, that wasn't just ignored, that was supported, encouraged. Kamala Harris encouraged it. Ayanna Presley says, we need uprising. Uh, we need uh, an uprising in the streets. Uh, Kamala Harris bailed these people out, and that was okay. So they're okay with violence, political violence. It just has to be the right political violence. But that's what Missouri gave us. Missouri yeah. gave us that. Isn't that amazing? Thousand times worse than nine eleven. Oh, she's in a. She won. She won with fifty one percent, Jerry. So she's in a. She's in one of those uh, purple districts. Because uh, I'm uh, like, how the hell did I expect that from you know New York City or whatever? Missouri? That's what Missouri's you know, giving us? The state that gave us Josh Hawley, it just, it's hard to believe, but, you know, they also gave us that nut uh, Corey Bush. Yeah, well, they're right now. I looked at their district. They're both St. Louis. They both represent the St. Louis and the suburbs. So, thanks, St. Louis. Good job. Yeah, but anyway. your contribution. Right. We're going to get to Aaron Rodgers firing back and the new hero of you, you, you filthy, unvaxxed uh, pariahs. you got a new hero, and I think a pretty good one, but... Uh, we will get to that. Let me tell you first about my pillow. Today's show is sponsored by my pillow. Go to mypillow.com and use the code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard my pillow, it's normally $69.98. It's only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Get it now to support this show and strike back against cancel culture. Like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping out us, helping out this show, you're also joining in the fight back against this crazy cancel culture. MyPillow is not in the big box store. No, they've been banned. But you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. I got the Giza sheets. You buy one. You get one free, half off of slippers, and they got great slippers. Six-peat towel sets, regular $109.99. It's only $39.99 if you use code word Jerry. There's over 150 products. Check them out. Go to MyPillow.com, but don't forget to use code word Jerry. All right, the intersection of sports, culture, and politics is at the heart of a new weekly podcast called The Long Game with LZ and Leach because sticking to sports in 2022 is simply not possible Sports extends beyond what happens on the field court or pitch. But that was a pitch. It's uh, it's in everything. Which it's is on a soccer LZ, field. Which is why LZ Grandison and Will Leach cover the expanding world of sports and how the events on the field affect events off the field and vice versa. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so you can head to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to all available episodes. By the way, this is going to be the first time today's two years since we've been doing this. We're going to talk tennis for the first time. We're going to talk tennis. Big day. But first, we're going to talk some football. 
which we like talking, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is my new favorite NFL player. I'm sorry. Uh, I judge people sort of like, you know, when I vote for uh, political candidates, I ask one question above all others. Who will annoy the media the most? You know, that's the thing I liked about Trump the most. He drove the media insane, which, you know, most Republicans do. No one did it quite like Trump. I think DeSantis is doing it pretty well, but nobody in sports for the reasons are incredible. And we'll go over them. But nobody in sports is is driven the media, at least recently, as crazy as Aaron Rodgers. And all he did was not get vaccinated and not tell them, you know, the, all the the, all the whole truth. You know, he said he was immunized when he was not vaccinated. He kind of played around with the words, but so what? So he didn't get the shot. That's it. As far as I know, and I've been kind of following the story, he didn't beat up his wife, did he? He do drugs. Is he the one that drove his car 130 miles an hour and hit that poor woman in Vegas and no. burned her alive? Was that him or no. was that Henry Ruggs? I forget. He didn't even like yell at a media person. He didn't like throw a tantrum on the field. He didn't even suck. He had a great year. He's having a great year. He is the MVP. He's the best quarterback on the best team. The number one seed defines MVP, but an but one guy in Chicago, and I'll give Hub, his name is Hub Arkish, I'll give him credit for one thing. At least he's honest. Other guys won't vote for him because uh, he didn't get immunized, didn't get uh, vaccinated, and they won't admit it. You know, they'll say, oh, I don't know, Brady uh, had threw for more yards. I'm going to vote for Brady or Jonathan Taylor or whatever. Um, Rogers is going to win it, but he's not going to get it unanimously or even close because he didn't get vaccinated, and he misled the media. That's how petty these people are, which is why I'm glad he's going to win it. I hope he wins the NFC. I hope he goes to the Super Bowl and has like two weeks every day to sit there and just piss off the media before the game. And have them, they'll ask him all kinds of questions about, you know, why he didn't get, uh, why he didn't get vaccinated and everything he says that will just drive them nuts. So I look forward to that, but he fired back at hub Arkish yesterday. And it was pretty sweet. He just said, he's a bum. Do we have a, uh, do we yeah, have A-Rod's response, Carano? Let's listen. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. <laughs> he doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But, I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the offseason, that, you know, I had zero chance of winning the VP, in my opinion, should exclude, you know, future – future votes um you know his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league he doesn't know me he doesn't know he doesn't know anything about me i mean i've never met him i've never had lunch with him i've never had an interview with him um his problem is i'm not vaccinated you know so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum. And <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a pretty good retort. You'd never get that from Tom Brady. You know, the Tom Brady's taken some hits from bitter, petty media people over the years, but he would never fire back like Rogers. That's what Rogers definitely does better than Tom. He fights back and he uh, mixes it up. But 
I don't think I don't think Hub can stop him. I think he's going to win it overwhelmingly. It's it's funny. It's like uh, these Hall of Fame voters that won't vote for uh, Kurt Schilling. I mean, they it's, it's even some who change their vote on Kurt Schilling because they just don't like his politics because he, you know, doesn't hate Trump. And this That's- is even this is even worse because like they're excluding Schilling for something he chose to do. They're excluding Aaron Rodgers for something he's choosing not to do. Like if you don't, you know, put something actually in his body. I mean, they're both obviously bad, but this is even crazier. In my and, you know what's the craziest? And Carano and I have talked about this every day. Is think of this, Turtle Boy. Is you had one perspective way back when, say in in August, when you thought the vaccine stopped the spread, when you thought the vaccine yeah. prevented you from getting. So that whole that mantra that it's not about you, it's protecting the other people, it's protecting your teammates or your coworkers. Well, that's out the window, way gone. That's le- that's left the station, man. That's that's old. That doesn't work anymore. You don't protect other people when you get vaccinated. You protect yourself. I think you protect yourself from severe illness or death. I think that's true. Uh, and if you're vulnerable, if you're old or obese, you should definitely get the shot. But Rogers is none of those things. He decided not to get it. And they were mad at him. If you look back, they will say, yeah, he's this, this idiot hub said he didn't vote for Aaron Rodgers because he hurt his team and his fan base. Now, how the hell would the best quarterback in the NFL have hurt his team? He missed one game for uh, COVID. Which yeah, that, that's the of, only defense is, 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 is he put himself in a position to miss one game, but it, it ultimately didn't matter. It's still a 13-3 well, first many- seed, all that. How many players have missed games who got COVID who were vaccinated? There's right. Hundreds. <laughs> Every week there's like a hundred. I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins missed the game. They would have only lost by 15 if he had played <laughs> this weekend if he had just gotten vaccinated, Jerry. Cole Beasley missed a game because he was so selfish and they, they beat the Patriots anyway. But uh, I, mean, I didn't. how can you stick to that argument that you're hurting other people? I know Biden does it because he's still dumb. He just reads whatever they tell him to read, and he thinks it works politically. But intellectually, how can you say you are hurting other people if you don't get vaccinated? You should. If you're vulnerable, obviously, you should protect yourself. And maybe you think if you're a player, you should get vaccinated because maybe, you know, your COVID won't last as long when you get it or something. I don't know. But we don't think you're going to make other I mean, you'll make other people sick, you'll spread it, but you'll spread it even if you're vaccinated. So Hub's argument made sense at some level in August, but it doesn't make sense in January, does it? Am I missing something? No, makes no sense anymore. And But, uh, but that's just, he's just relying on the, the same information that we're all getting from the, the media and the leftists. Uh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and stop the spread with, right. with getting vaccinated. They're, they're just still hung on it. It really worked. The meme really worked. I talked about this earlier. It's in a lot of people's heads right now. And so, and it's in his head. I know, I, you hear people, I hear people repeat it. No, you can't back, get back. If you don't come, you can't come over. You can't go to work. Without I've been my family. Like, but if he gets sick, especially if he's young and healthy, he gets sick. It's on him. You know, he's, you know, it's up to you to do what you want to do for you. What the hell does it have to do with the hub arkish? What does he care? What a football player in Green Bay does, you know. I, I, I mean, because the ultimate crux of it is they don't believe the vaccine works. Like that—that's ultimately all it comes down. And it, and they're not wrong. It obviously does absolutely 
nothing to stop the spread. Nothing. Tucker had a, a graphic on this the other day in a show uh, that the it actually the Omicron spreads more among. Oh, the, you the, are the, more the, likely uh, to get Omicron if you're vaccinated, he said, which yeah. is news to me. But just say it's all equal. It, it just doesn't stop Omicron. So why? Why is getting vaccinated if you're Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irving or Cole Beasley? How does that protect your teammates and your fans? It just, you know, you don't want to vote for Aaron Rodgers because you don't like him. Fine, go ahead. But you can't just make stuff up. He didn't hurt his team or his fan base, you friggin' idiot. Anyway, let's get, speaking of idiots, quickly on AB. Ah, damn, on uh, Antonio Brown. If you missed it, he fired back. He said he had an ankle problem. He got an MRI. The coach wanted him to play. He's sticking that story. And, uh, you know, he'll end up getting paid. And it'll uh, he'll end up everything will you know work out for him the way it always does, um, but he says he was cut on the sideline. He was cut by Bruce Arians because he wouldn't go back in the game because his ankle hurt. Good luck with that. But anyway, more interesting to me was he takes a shot on Instagram at Alex Guerrero and says he did nothing for him. And he gave him a hundred grand, and he tags Tom Brady. <laughs> which is amazing. Again, stuff like this never happens to Tom Brady. It's hardcore, Team, it's hardcore too, because Tom Brady is one of the only guys that sticks up for him. Right. Tom Brady's gotten him two jobs. Yes. He got him the job with the Patriots, and then he got him the job in Tampa, and he's done everything for him. He's bent over backwards, and he's bitching. Great timing. I mean, this guy is such a dick. I mean, he's, it's amazing anybody could stand him, even though Brady just liked him as a player. I'm sure he didn't like him as a guy. He let him live with him for a while right anyway he's bitching this guy doesn't pay his bills he's not going to pay alex guerrero and then you got an issue there but he's complaining i don't know if you have the uh the post but he's complaining that guerrero did nothing for him and charged him a hundred grand is that is that what a guerrero does charges brady's teammates that kind of dough i'm sure to, i'm sure he does you know, yeah. rub them Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible but i'm sure tom will get asked about it He'll just, you know, say whatever. He's gone. We're moving on. He won't get involved. Won't dive in. I hope, but... he, I hope he gets help. I hope he gets the help he needs. Right, exactly. My heart time, breaks for AB. Time for compassion, turtle. But time for empathy. But like you said the other day, Jerry, it's like, what evidence is there that this guy is mentally, like, whatever? He's he's suffering from mental health issues. How do we know he's not just a dink? People are dinks. This he, guy is clearly a dink. There's, I, I suggest people go to the bottom, you know, section of his Wikipedia. It's just controversies. They always have controversies and just read it. It's a couple graphs and it, it's the description. It's the definition of an asshole who just treats women like crap, treats little people, moving guys, you know, uh, massage therapists like crap, pays nobody. It just doesn't give a damn about anybody but himself and treats the little people like crap. He's an awful human being. And it is kind of funny that he's now ripping Brady, essentially, ripped by ripping Brady's guy. But uh, all right, we got to get to tennis. I want to talk some tennis. It's January 6th. Oh, every, what's what I do every January 6th. Talk tennis. About time. About time. I, let me do Shay. We'll do Shay, and then we'll talk about, see if I pronounce this correctly, because I'm not a big tennis guy. I admit it. Novak Djokovic. Is that right? Novak Djokovic? Djokovic. All right, we'll, We'll get Djokovic. Djokovic or Djokovic? I say itch, but uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Djokovic. All right, we'll get to Novak Djokovic after I tell you about Shea Concrete. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man 
in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. You need any podcasters? You <laughs> know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right, he's, you know what, we might run over time, but uh, too bad, because this is I, I, this is going to bring us to a bigger issue. Novak Djokovic, if you didn't follow the story, this is the most interesting tennis story I've seen in years. He goes to Australia because he was told he would get a waiver. He's unvaccinated. He's been pretty vocal about it, about being unvaccinated. He's he had, had COVID. He had he COVID, got, yep. He's extremely fit. He's the greatest tennis player. Is he the best tennis player in the world right now? I, don't know I know he's been. Ranking, he's so. got. I think he's won twenty majors. He's won uh, the Australian Open nine, eight or nine times. Uh, he's, he's number one he's, right now. He's number one. He's thirty-four years old. He's a stud. He's made two hundred twenty million dollars in tennis. I think he's. Or, uh, no, that's a celebrity net worth. So anyway, he flies into Australia on his jet, his private jet, with his father. And his people and his lawyers and his and his trainers, because he's told by somebody that he's going to get a waiver. He gets there, and as you know, Australia is a police state. Australia is locking people down, putting them in camps, arresting people for walking their dogs. It's insanity in Australia. Australia, I think, has a lot of tourism in the winter, our winter, their summer. I can't imagine anybody's going there for for vacation anymore. It's a scary place. So Djokovic goes there to play in the Australian Open, which again, he's won nine times. He gets detained at the airport for nine hours, I believe. Nine hours getting uh, interrogated. His father said he was treated like a prisoner. I mean, detained at the airport for nine hours, I'm going to guess it was pretty uncomfortable. What's he end up doing? Turning around and flying out of the country. He does not get to stay to play in the Australian Open which is remarkable when you think about it. There's no, again, there's no risk to other people. It's to him and it's his business. He makes the decision if he wants to get vaccinated. He doesn't want to get vaccinated because he's had COVID. He has natural immunity. They don't care. They let him in and the uh, and then they kick him out. And um, the prime minister says, rules are rules. He literally said, Scott Morrison tweeted, rules are rules. Yeah, isn't that kind of that kind of juvenile of a of a prime minister? Isn't it kind of a, uh, a more complicated than that? 
lots of people wanted him to be able to stay and play, but no, he gets kicked out and flies out. And I guess there'll be an Australian Open, but without uh, the guy who's won it a million times. Here's my question. How easy would it have been for Jokovic to just get a fake vax card? He's got doctors and trainers on the payroll. I mean, but if he ever find if anybody ever finds out about that, it's a scandal. I'm sure he got plus, I, like, he got permission before as a, he, he went. As a guy who has sent out plenty of fake vaccine cards, you're kind of like complicit with the system, and you're part. You're legitimizing it if you go the fake vax card route. Exactly. You're legitimizing the, this idea that they have the right to do that to begin with. Right. Uh, the other thing, though, that Scott Morrison said was our strong border policies have been critical to Australia having one of the lowest death rates in the world of COVID. But we know that the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. I'm sure that Djokovic, he prob- Djokovic was probably tested, too, for COVID before he came in as part of the rules. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure he was tested. Oh, so if he tested negative, then your, then your borders are safe, buddy. <laughs> and you're all- uh, So he tests negative. You test him. I bet he would have tested every day during the tournament. Probably. Every day. Yep. You know, he got their test, next day test, next day test. And, and you know, he if he tests positive, you kick him out. Get back on your plane and get out. I mean, I guess they don't want to make an exception to the rule because they're pretty fanatical. But, again, Djokovic, A, could have got the vaccine, you know, easy enough. He doesn't want to. B, he could have lied at some point. I just think guys like him have the means, the resources to get it. I mean, hell, they could get it. He could get a card from someone somewhere. You know, not a forgery. It said he got vaccinated when he didn't. I mean, what do you guys think Tom Brady did? Yeah. The other thing <laughs> that I'm wondering is, so... What did the, Tom Brady do? The other thing that I, I was wondering, too, is the day before um, the, the day before he was he was scheduled to come to Australia, the Australian media were up in arms about him coming in without being vaccinated. So I wonder well, you know, if that was just political pressure at that point that they Just they think of what it's like here in the United States when you have people like Hub Arkish and you have people like, you know, Jamel Hill and Ben Volan and these, these, these Karens who attack anybody who doesn't get vaccinated, who doesn't buy in, who doesn't comply 100%. They become villains. They become pariahs. Just that's the way it is there. And it's probably more so there where how dare you and their response to someone like him or someone like you, either of you guys, is what's wrong with you? Why don't you just do it? They don't want to hear any explanation. Just like with, uh, you know, Joe Rogan and Dr. Malone. They don't want to hear any of that. No. I mean, I, you get the same thing I do on Twitter. Every time I, I defend a guy like Djokovic or Aaron Rodgers, I get these people who just say, why doesn't he just do it? What's wrong? Because you have to prove so to me easy. that it's good for me to put this in my body. That's it. <laughs> well, it's it, it doesn't have a long track record. We haven't seen, a, you know, it's not been studied for years. There's lots of side effects, and this will probably, you know, get us banned from something. But, you know, that's what Dr. Malone was pointing out when they took down the video and they banned him from. That's what uh, uh, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene did. She tweeted out the side effects from the VARES thing, the, the, the tweet out the side effects. She gets banned for life. That's the kind of people we're dealing with in the media. They're no different than the people in Silicon Valley. But I wanted to ask this larger question. Jason Whitlock wrote a column about Antonio Brown, ripping him, obviously, said he's a child of social media. Everything he does is for Instagram, and he's selfish and all that, and all that makes sense. He lumped Tom Brady in with him 
for this reason. Like Brady does everything for Twitter or social or Instagram approval. And he said, Brady should have the guts. I don't have the exact words. I can get it up. But Brady should have the guts to take a principled stand the way Rogers did. Because Whitlock doesn't believe Brady's vaccinated. And I have my doubts. And I know you guys have your doubts. He's not the kind of guy to uh, think he needs the vaccine. I, I was shocked that, in, in fact, I never heard him say he got it. I just heard Arians say, everybody got it on our team. By the way, that included Antonio Brown, who had a fake fax card. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers could have probably found a fake fax card. He probably could have gone that route. He didn't. Same with Cole Beasley. Same with Kyrie Irving. Some guys are taking a stand, and you don't have to agree with it, but you have to give them credit for taking a principled stand. That's what Djokovic is doing right now. He could have found a way around this. He chose not to because in his mind, he's doing the right thing. He has uh, the right to decide what goes in his own body. Don't you think Brady probably agrees with Djokovic and Aaron Rodgers? Yes, and I yeah, think yeah. he is being a coward for not for not doing anything about it because he has the power to actually make a difference. It's the same thing. We talked about this when he was he was covering for Antonio Brown, tooing. Oh, it, well, we're friends, and and that transcends football and all this bullshit. He needs to use his position to call out people who are bad actors, who participate in bad behavior. He needs to, See, he needs to make a moral he, stand uh, on that stuff. Yeah, I know you'll find a surprise. I'm going to defend him. I agree. <laughs> he could be a he could be a a leader in this regard, like Rogers is, like and and you know a hero to you guys, because that's what Djokovic was yesterday. A, a lot of people on social media who are unvaxed or against mandates were saying, "This is the man." You know, he he's. He didn't have to do this. He did this on principle, and he probably would have won a million, millions of bucks if he went to Australia and played and won again. He chose not to because he stands on principle. Yep. In my mind, Brady's everything is about winning Super Bowls. Everything's about winning games. And everything he does, everything he says is about winning the next game. You could say... You know, he's been a man of principle before because of, you know, the way he lives his life and eats things he eats and he doesn't want to drink or screw around and all that. That's all designed to win games. I don't think so. Taking I think it's a also, stand it's, it's on principle too. about the vaccine doesn't help him win a game. In fact, just the opposite. So whether he got vaccinated reluctantly or whether he got a fake vax card and pulled it off. He, in his mind, that's the best way to win the Super no, Bowl, he's, best way to it, win no, the next game. No, he, yes, of course. He's super driven, and obviously it's worked. He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. But no, he's image conscious too. And I don't know if that's influenced from his wife, um, who that but that was kind of her whole career was, was about that. No, was you're very right. He's, he does but, consider but, – but think of this. He's a crowd pleaser. Is, the, is what Rogers is doing, Rogers stand on the vax, is it helping or is it creating a distraction? It's a distraction. He has to talk about it every day now. He doesn't mind. He's kind of into that. And he seemed to enjoy firing back at Hub. Brady doesn't like that. Brady doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to have a feud with the media. He doesn't want to. Have, uh, you can call it cowardly, but I just think it's not a priority to him to be a man who's like a, 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 a hero to you guys, to you unvaxxed. I mean, he probably agrees with you. He probably it's not does. who he is. Yeah, he, it's not who he is. But everything he does is designed to win the next game or win the next Super Bowl. And being a hero to you unvaxxed lunatics 
that's not part of it. But the I, I don't think it's just about winning the next Super Bowl. I think it goes beyond that. I think he's thinking about after his career too. He wants to put himself in the best position where he can have as much success as possible after his football life as well. And he knows that if he takes a stand on hot button topics like this, he will have less of a chance doing that later yeah, on. So I, I think he's a big cow. I, I agree that, see, he seems like the last guy in the world to get, he doesn't think he can get hurt. I don't think he. Let alone sick. You know, think he thinks if you read his book or ever listen to him, I mean, he believes he has this health and fitness thing figured out 100%. He knows how to stay healthy. There's no way you could tell me that he thinks he needs a vaccine against the disease, that even he if he got it, wouldn't really hurt him. He's like Rogers. He's like, like Jokovic. He thinks he's, you know, 10 feet tall and bulletproof because he largely is. <laughs> I think maybe that's another thing we'll find out two years, 10 years down the road. What actually happened? to get Brady on the vax list. Because if he took the vaccine, he would just say, oh yeah, I got it last. He would just, he would just admit it. But I, he, I, there, he hasn't, he hasn't said that I would, he has not explicitly no, said you never, you never saw that money shot of him saying, oh yes, I really, no. I believe in it. And I think everyone should get it. No. Is the people who defend him say his parents both got COVID. They were sick. They were scary. He was scared by it. And I'm, I'm like, all oh, that's well, well and good. His parents are in their late seventies. Right. Of course they got it. I mean, of course everyone that old should get it. But he doesn't think that way. He does not think that way. Maybe someday we'll find out. But he he does not want to be a martyr either. He does not want to be that guy who is, you know, standing up and fighting for the rights of the unvaxxed and my body, my choice. He doesn't want to go there, you know. But nope. anyway, nope. all right, before we go, I just want to say uh, uh, I'm happy for uh, Zarniev, Joe Karzarniev, because he got $1,400 in COVID relief. Which is, you know, good to know. Your taxpayers, your tax money at work. This is how the government chooses to spend your tax money. But if you guys seen the story, he doesn't just have fourteen hundred dollars in his little bank account in the prison, the federal prison. He's got, let's see, eleven thousand dollars. You know why? Because people send him money. <laughs> they they go through the whole thing. Insane. People from different. There's a guy, Fredericksburg, Virginia, sent him uh, a, a check. Let's see, 32 individuals have sent him money, like just checks to keep him going. There are people, can't we track them down? I mean, we tracked down all these uh, 9-11, uh, I mean, uh, 9-11, January 6th insurrectionists. Can we not track down? Of course we um, can, if it's a check or so. Yes, of course. All, all of that is, is uh, yeah, they, they probably are on a watch. I would expect they'd be on a watch list if they're sending the terrorists is, money. The government is trying to get the $1,400 back, but he still has plenty of money because he's got people. He's got sugar daddies out there sending him money, donating. The worst, this this friggin' murdering terrorist scumbag who, by the way, what do you do with it? You just buy, like, Oreo cookies? Is that your why cigs, they send him money? candy, special privileges, maybe movie night, maybe use it to bribe people. Remember OJ? Remember OJ went to prison and got fat. Yes, <laughs> he, he he had plenty of money so he could sit there and he, all day, and, you know, Doritos and a lot of people get fat in jail. And they don't get exercise. Well, think about that that and the diet too. It's all carbs. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably not good. Plus, That's you right. don't care anymore, right? You just lose all hope and you say, "What the hell do I care if I'm going to die? I'm just I'm gonna, might as well be fat." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 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 we'll see if we we'll see if we get that money back. But anyway, let's get back to the uh, celebration, you guys. I know you have parties to go to. Yep. I know I'm. You yeah. know, I, I I don't know what to wear to a January sixth celebration. Do you know? What do you black. wear? All black. 
All black, right? Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Black. It's a solemn occasion because we uh, right. have to mourn. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget your ribbon. We have to mourn because we democracy almost died that day. You know, no one ever follows it up with, what would the system be if they destroyed democracy? Was it going to be a monarchy? Was Jacob yeah. Shansley going to be king? I can only assume he would and take it, his marching orders from Trump and other oligarchs, but yeah. If, if they be beheaded Trump. Mike Pence, weren't they going to get arrested for that? Someone you wouldn't get, they wouldn't track down the person who beheaded Mike Pence and just say, okay, he's the new leader. Just, I have so many questions uh, going forward. By the way, another question, like where's Ray Epps and who are the guys in the orange hats? They never caught the pipe bomber. They got pictures of them. The guy put two pipe bombs in January 5th and one in the DNC, one in the RNC headquarters. Never caught him. They don't even get the guy who built and brought the guillotine. There's a lot of questions, a lot of people who are getting off scot-free. And I know we won't get it from this hearing. Maybe next year when the Republican uh, Republicans control the House, maybe we can have hearings and actually get answers to these questions. But it ain't going away. The celebration for the Democrats has just begun got a long day of festivities and uh, we will be watching but that will do it for today turtle boy happy birthday belated happy 40th did you have a good time i did i wish the patriots won but i had a good time you went Thank to you a patriots me. game on your 40th birthday yeah day after christmas the bills lost and you got overserved. yeah i mean it's a patriots game so all i got was a hangover that's for my well, birthday that was know, my present so you're a but. You're uh, it's your 40th. You're supposed to do something. You're supposed to overindulge on, on your 40th. So good for you. Um, you know, you've, you've had a good run. How did you feel like you've accomplished a lot? You've made a lot of enemies. Uh, <laughs> yes. My, my expertise is building enemies. I got a big enemies list. So excellent. I'm in the middle of a bad hack right now, Jerry. I'm, I got, I got hacked. I don't know if you saw that, but I saw that. I, I, am I, are we all vulnerable? All your friends, all your people on your email lists and text messages. Are we all vulnerable? Uh, if you've ever Facebook messaged me, they've probably seen your messages. So, but that's uh -oh. about it. Uh oh, does this mean we get to see more of new turtle boy? Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. No comment. No comment. I've, I've, I've seen right. enough. I've seen enough. You've seen enough. I've seen enough. All right, thanks, Turtle Boy, and thanks, Carano. Uh, that will do it for today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll be back on Locals. Join us on Locals.com. How do you get there, Carano? Callahan. Callahan.locals.com, and uh, it's only for Locals.com. Join for us there. Subscribe. Oh. It's not free, but it is cheap, and it is fun. And we have a nice commercial-free show every Friday. There'll be a lot to talk about tomorrow. I feel like there's a lot to talk about all week, but uh, maybe we'll. Uh, We'll recap today's festivities and uh, we'll find out if Tom Brady responds to Antonio Brown. That is going to be interesting because he's done nothing but defend him for years. And now it's going to be hard to defend him, accusing his boy Guerrero of ripping him off. That's true. That's, those are fighting words, but we'll see what happens next in that little drama. But we will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning on Locals.